In this episode of Center Stage, I am joined by David Hall from Hall Benefits Law. Uh, David handles uh, the marketing with the law firm. Uh, his wife, Ann Tyler, is actually the uh, lawyer for the firm. Uh, and he is on today to talk about how they have built a million-dollar firm. Uh, they basically started from scratch and over the past few years have worked really hard to break that million-dollar revenue number. And I know that's such a big deal uh, for all of you attorneys out there. Is a big goal in, in every law firm's life cycle. Uh, And so David's going to be here to talk about that process uh, and just some of the things that they learned and and the mindsets that they had in order to reach that goal. So we're going to jump into it right now. Hope you enjoy. This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson, and this week we have David Hall from Hall Benefits Law going to talk to us about building a million-dollar firm, which is something uh, that he has uh, helped do with Hall Benefits Law. David, how are you doing today? Doing great, John. Thanks so much for having me as a guest. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, before we dive in, uh, just tell everybody, you know, about yourself, about your story, you know, and, and how you ended up in the legal world. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess you could say that I married into the job, uh, but prior to being at Hall Benefits Law, I had several careers. I was an educator uh, for about a decade, working with special needs students uh, with dyslexia here in the Atlanta area. Uh, After that, I cut my teeth in sales, uh, selling water coolers for a company out of King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. And then I was selling school furniture, which got me back into the schools and into the education environment, which I've always loved and enjoyed. And it was just a great segue into joining uh, the Hall Benefits Law Firm and and finding ways to use those educational and sales experiences to help market our our products and services. Awesome. So... Yeah. So like I, like I mentioned, our topic today is building a million dollar law firm. So in the early days of Hall Benefits Law, you know, you're not starting out with much revenue, if any at all. Probably the, the biggest place you started was you got to figure out marketing and how to market your firm, get clients in the door. What did you learn about marketing and marketing strategy in the first few days of building up Hall Benefits Law? I think the biggest lesson I learned is probably that there are no easy answers. There's no single marketing trick or gimmick or strategy that is going to result in uh, some immediate and and glorious payoff. Uh, that that the strategies that we've employed over the years have been thought out well, uh, but we recognize that that things take time uh, to come to fruition. And so we talk a lot about planting seeds here. And we're seeing uh, seeds uh, grow and sprout that we may have planted two and three years ago. And so every marketing activity that we, we approach, we approach with a, a mentality of what is the ROI, uh, hypothetically, and then we measure that. And so I think the biggest lesson is, is number one, there's no magic pill to take to make you a successful business. Uh, it takes hard work. And number two, that eventually the hard work will pay off and that patience is required. Yeah. Um, great. So when, when you kind of started getting a rhythm and everything, 
how, what were some of the best ways that you found to, that you were able to just get out in front of clients and referral sources to stay top of mind? That is such a great question. Um, there are many, many people out there marketing to law firms uh, themselves, uh, people who are in the same industry as Spotlight, but go about uh, about their business a little differently. Yeah. Uh, people who are very focused on search engine optimization, pay-per-click strategies. Look, we've, we've been there, we've done that. And, and what we recognize as a pure business-to-business law firm is that the way that we get in front of our customers is by literally getting in front of our customers. And so that can be done in a number of ways. Uh, we're very active uh, with webinars, uh, both creating and partnering with other service providers for webinars. But we're also great about getting out in the community and, and not only speaking to the community, and when I say the community, I mean our audience, the businesses that we want to serve, uh, that we want to help, finding ways to get in front of them, uh, make our name and our brand known. And, you know, at the end of the day, the CFOs who hire our firm and the CEOs who hire our firm, they're not doing a Google search for ERISA attorneys. They're leaning on the trusted advisors and the relationships that they've already established. And so the way that we become relevant to those businesses is to, uh, I don't want to use the negative word, but, but ingratiate ourselves mm -hmm. to the service providers that are already working with those clients so that when they do have a problem or when they have a question, uh, we're the first, we're top of mind. So, so to go back to your original question, we don't lean on PPC. We don't lean on SEO. Uh, we recognize the value in making sure the website is built out properly and the back end is tagged and things like that so that when people want to find, find us uh, through the internet, we're there and, and we're a result. Uh, but our goal is not to be the top of the result because that's not how people are finding us. They're asking their trusted advisor, do you know an ERISA attorney? Do you know an employment attorney? And then they in turn are saying, oh, you know what? At that last conference I went to, uh, there was a great speaker on health and welfare benefits. You should give him a call. His name was Eric Schillinger. And if you want his number, let me reach out to David and I'll hook you guys up, right? So it's it's about building personal relationships. The other way, and this is relative to the pandemic over the last uh, 12 months or so, you know, everybody is aware of the scenario and, and many people kind of rolled up and, and, and curled up in a ball and were kind of peeking out to see when is this going to be over. Uh, we went all in. Uh, we, we went all in in terms of content creation and making sure that we were seen as a resource rather than as a, just another business waiting out the storm. And that strategy has, has turned out to be successful uh, in that we've onboarded more clients than we've ever onboarded uh, in the last 12 months. Uh, the business is, is healthier and stronger than it's ever been. And I don't think that would be the case if our, if our approach had changed uh, due to the pandemic. So our approach never changed. We, we actually, we just put all our chips on the table and said, all right, attorneys, uh, during this initial slowdown, we're going to create some great content and we're going to build that content into some videos and we're going to cut those videos into multiple social media shares. Uh, all the things that, that Spotlight has helped us to understand better uh, are necessary. We, we went all in and, and leaned into that process. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it, Definitely now, but in, in the legal world specifically, I, I feel like the stakes are a lot higher with the issues that you guys are addressing. And and with any lawyer, really, across any kind of practice area, it's, 
you know, other industries can possibly get away with throwing up a landing page with some contact information and, and just getting it, especially if it's like uh, service providers like electricians or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff where people need work on their houses. But with legal, the, like I said, the stakes are so much higher. You know, the, there's so much more consequence if you get it wrong or if you have a bad experience and people need to know that they can trust you. And to right. your point, the best way to do that is putting out great content and and making sure that you're developing those relationships so that whether people find you know your website on their own searches or if they're asking for a referral, you know they they need to know that they can trust you and, and building that trust. So that's that was a really great point, and kind of building on um, you know what you were talking about in terms of. Um, you know, people aren't really searching for an ARISA lawyer, you know, because that's a, a pretty specific, pretty narrow, you know, part of the law. Um, you know, in, in our, in, you know, in Spotlight Branding's journey to kind of becoming a million dollar company, we decided that we were going to kind of niche down a little bit. We weren't going to offer SEO and, and paid advertising services like every other marketing company out there. Like I, I've still not found another digital marketing company who serves lawyers that doesn't overly focus on SEO. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of how we made ourselves relevant. You know, we differentiated ourselves in that way. So to you, how did did Hall Benefits Law and, and how can law firms in general really stay relevant in such a crowded market? We have found that mindset is the key. So, you know, if, if you recognize that there may be 15 firms out there like us across the country of a similar size. Um, most of them are much more established in terms of age. We're in our we're in our eighth year as a firm. And you think about the fact that these firms have been around for 15, 20, 25 years, and they're 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 stagnating. They're not growing. Um, that makes the challenge a little less daunting. Not much, but a little less daunting. So to stay relevant, the first thing I think is that you've just got to have a growth mindset. And you've got to recognize that everybody out there does not. And that if you do have a growth mindset, you're already a step ahead of all of your competition. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that we talk about at Hall Benefits Law is being relationship driven. So I can I can put out content and I can brand Hall Benefits Law as relationship driven. But if I don't pick up the phone or if I don't re- respond to someone on LinkedIn who I think may not be a great contact for me to know, but they're actively reaching out to me uh, and, and I fail to do that, that that is going to follow me. <laughs> there's there's a, a, a version of karma that occurs when you are non-responsive and, and you don't do what you say you're going to do. So part of being relevant is just sticking to our guns, sticking to our mission, vision, and values, and, and viewing everything we do from marketing to the legal work through that same lens uh, and, and recognizing the importance of mission, vision, and values uh, has been a really big part of what we did in 2020 and what I hope we'll be doing in 2021. So Keep the pedal down on the content, stay true to your mission, vision, and values, and, and just recognize that if you've got a positive mindset and a growth mindset, you're already a step ahead. Yeah. Um, and so, and kind of, you know, the mindset and everything, you know, for for law firms out there who may not have hit that million dollar mark yet, I know with us in Spotlight Branding, obviously we're not a law firm, but, you know, we're a marketing company. It took us, you know, let's see, gosh, we were founded in 2011, I think. Our first million dollar year was 2016, 2017. So five, six years to get to that mark. And I know that million dollar mark is just such a big benchmark for businesses that want to hit. 
do you have any sort of estimation or advice or like how long reasonably should it take for a law firm to reach that million dollar mark? It, it depends on how long it takes for that business owner to access the mindset that they need to access, right? We all have it within us to have a million dollar law firm or a $10 million law firm or a $15 million law firm. You, you name the number, we've all got it within us to build that. But you have to get to a place in your own mind and heart where you're committed to that yeah. and where you're willing to make the sacrifices. And some of these are not hard sacrifices from a, you know, the world wouldn't look at it as a hard, a difficult sacrifice for, let's just say someone who's just put out a shingle to hire an administrative assistant so yeah. that they can do more billable work and the, bill, and the assistant can do more of the administrative work. Many people never get over that hurdle. They want to do everything themselves. Okay. So for somebody that has that hurdle until they get past that hurdle, they will never have a million dollar business because you cannot do it by yourself. Um, the, the other piece of building a million dollar business that I think is important is making sure you need a team around, knowing that you need a team around you. Right. Yeah. And then being willing to not be the one doing everything and to focus yes. on highest and best use. Yes. So if you're focused on highest and best use, you're hiring on the right timelines. In other words, as the work that you're able to bring in exceeds your capacity personally to do the work, you're hiring additional attorneys to help you. You know, a journey to a million dollar law firm could take anywhere from three to eight years, you know, I would guess. Um, Ann Tyler Hall, our founding attorney, uh, founded the firm in 2013. She broke even the first year. I think there was, you know, maybe a little money in the kitty at the end of the year, but she, she took everything she made and she reinvested in the business and had hundreds of, of coffees and lunches. And then subsequently the business tripled and doubled and tripled and doubled over a series of years. And uh, you know, a couple of years ago we were a million dollar law firm and now we are a multi-million dollar law firm. And we're very proud of that, but we also recognize looking back, you know, it was not a walk in the park. Um, we've had challenges with everything you can think of from physical space to personnel, right? Yeah but we've overcome them. Uh, so back to your original question, so much of the timeline is based on mindset. Uh, my wife and I are very blessed to work together. We wake up in the morning, we have the same mindset and the same goals. So I would say if you can find somebody who's willing to come on the journey with you and commit to the same level that you're committed, uh, you could potentially really accelerate that growth. Yeah. And, and a couple of things that you said, you know, one, like the problems never go away, you know, just because, you know, like they, like the famous saying more money, more problems, but you know, the, the problems, you know, there's always going to be issues that need to be addressed regardless of how much money you're making. But the, the bigger point that you made is, is you got to delegate, you know, just because right. you're doing everything, you know, there's that, you know, sort of toxic mindset. that's like, well, if I can take care of it, it means I don't have to pay to get someone else to take care of it. But, you know, you got to shift that mindset a little bit where if I can pay someone to take care of this, it allows me more time to make money doing what I'm actually supposed to be doing. And that's how, you know, that's one of those ways that, you know, those revenue numbers keep going up is, is getting a lot of that, you know, stuff off of your plate that you shouldn't be doing. So you're spending that time actually doing legal work and actually taking care of your clients. Yeah, that, that phrase, uh, more money, more problems, I, I would I would maybe uh, go back to whoever that was and say, you know, it's 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 more money, different problems. Yeah. And and in the case of Hall Benefits Law, I can only speak from my personal experience. It's more 
valuable problems, if yeah. you will, right? Problems that need to be solved, but when you solve them, they bring more value to the business. Yeah. And they're problems you would never have, have encountered uh, had you not gotten past that first round of problems that you now are delegating to someone else. So yeah, your point is is very well taken. Right. So um, kind of pivoting a little bit here. So a lot of a lot of law firms they practice multiple practice areas. Um, you know, in, in kind of a bigger picture, you know, I've seen a lot of family and criminal attorneys. You know, in under one roof, maybe there's you know business and estate planning stuff like that. Um, I know you guys do. You know, you've mentioned Arisa stuff. I know you guys do more than just that. How do you market between complementary practice areas or or just even practice areas in general? That's a fantastic question, and I think it's one we're still trying to perfect uh, the answer to. Uh, mm-hmm. What I will say, you mentioned there's firms out there that have multiple practice areas. We're one of those. We, we have an ERISA practice, and we also have an employment law practice. Uh, we are niche in both in that we only work with businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two practice areas are very complementary. Um, they even abut and oversect in many ways in terms of the agencies that oversee the, the, the rules uh, that apply to employment law and to ERISA are, are, are some of the same agencies. So, you know, the, the choice that we made to add an employment law practice was very intentional. Um, we're still trying to, to learn the ropes a little bit in terms of cross-marketing. But what I will say is maybe a cautionary tale is I've seen firms and, and more power to them if they want to do this. But they add a practice area, I think, almost just to add a practice area. And they don't think about the practical implications of not only are they complementary, but even if they are complementary, how can I cross market between the two practice areas? Because that was that's our strategy, right? As we want to scale the business and, and find ways to help more people, not only can we help more people with the employment issues their business is having, but we can say to them, we have these other services People typically enter the employment law, legal world, hiring an employment attorney at a different stage in their business than they they would hire an ERISA attorney, maybe a little earlier because they've got employees and they need help with HR. Right. But as you, you know, get into the 50, 100, you know, and then thousands of employees, you're going to need help with benefit plans and making sure that you're running those in a compliant manner. So I guess the number one thing would be just, just like have the conversation with yourself before you make the decision to add a practice area. Why am I adding it? You know, am I adding it just to, to, to add another practice area on my website or to have another attorney who may or may not be profitable for my firm? Or am I adding a practice area? At, do I have a strategy behind that decision? And then am I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, am I measuring results as I attempt to cross market? You know, so some of the things that we've done are do a, uh, a weekly HBL employment law update. Every Friday, uh, one of our employment attorneys uh, gets on a Zoom call just like this, and there are anywhere from, you know, 20 to 50 business owners on that call, some of whom are clients, some of whom are not, and, and they're there to listen and they're, they're there to ask questions. And so we become that resource for them. In doing that, uh, myself or our marketing assistant is you know, typing in the chat, hey guys, don't forget we have an ERISA practice. Do you have any issues with your you know, your 401k or health and welfare benefits plans that need addressing? And, and, and promoting ERISA events and webinars and upcoming sessions within that. And then doing the same thing when we have an ERISA event, let's promote the employment practice. Yeah. Business owners need that help. They need to know that there's a resource. So again, I think to answer your original question, it's you got to just be thoughtful. 
yeah. and not add practice areas willy nilly right. uh, because that that very top heavy structure can can topple pretty quickly if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's so many ways to look at that. You know, I mean, one of the things that we tell our clients is, you know, you can't, it's the whole jack of all trades, master of none thing. You know, people want to work with experts, right. you know, in your guys's case, you know, your practice areas overlap and, and kind of intersect with each other. It makes sense for you guys to be doing what you're doing. But some of these attorneys out there who do personal injury, criminal defense, family law, um, you know, all this other stuff, just to try to have, you know, be door lawyers, basically, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it kind of waters down the experience. You know, people want to work with that specialist. We make that analogy all the time. Like if you have to get heart surgery, you're not going to go to a general practitioner. You're going to go exactly. find the best heart surgeon in your area to work with. Exactly. Um, and then another point to, to what you were saying, um, you know, one of the, one of the worst things that uh, we tell say that attorneys can hear is, is if a client goes, oh, wow, I didn't know you did that. And it's like, well, how do you prevent that from happening? It's, it's being right. proactive with that communication and, and just making sure that people are aware of all the other things you do, whether it's through, you know, the, the employment law, uh, you know, updates that you guys do or putting out good content, you know, that, that explains various areas of your practice law or your practice that, that people can get value from and, and understand that, especially in various stages of the relationship with you. So, yeah, I, we're, I mean, we're still in the we're still in the throes of, of rolling out our employment law practice. Look, mm-hmm. I'll, I mean, I'll be honest again, we, we don't have all the answers, but I'll tell you a couple of things that have worked for us. And these are just these are just tips. Yeah. Um, we send a welcome packet out to every new client. And that welcome packet is not just going to include a copy of their signed engagement letter. It's going to include information about all of the services that we provide. It's going to provide kind of a, a, a rubric of how we work with clients, what's expected of them, what they should expect of us. Um, we, we send out gifts to our referral partners. Now we do it in a very systematic way. It's not a, you know, we'll, we pay you for referrals. We do not pay for referrals. We, we say thank you for trusting us. And we send right. a branded gift every six months to all of our referral sources and we track our referrals. And, and, you know, so, so things like that can make a big difference because if you're top of mind with that referral source that sent you one client, there's no reason they won't send you five more. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, this, uh, this has been really great. Um, I know you've got a lot of good information out there. You know, if you're listening and your firm's not at that million dollar stage yet, I'm telling you the stuff that David has shared today can help you get there. Um, you know, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's just good stuff. So um, before we wrap up, uh, David, if you had one piece of advice uh, for all of the attorneys out there, what would it be? Marry someone who's not an attorney that can do your marketing for you. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I would just, I would just say in all seriousness, um, mindset is key. If you're not working with a coach, if you're not working with a mentor, go find a coach or a mentor. It's worth every penny that you'll spend on it. Um, Don't, don't, um, don't be cheap with yourself. You're worth more than that. Get good coaching, partner with good, uh, good, good people like like Spotlight, and and let the people who are good at what they do help you be good at the things you're not good at. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I mean, you can be the best lawyer out there, but that doesn't mean you're the best marketer or the best at actually running a, a business or anything like that. So you know, surrounding yourself with good people is is absolutely key. Well, David, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Thank you, John. Um, 
really great having you on. Um, for all of you out there, continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, like, comment, share, wherever you're watching or listening to this. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.